This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got the host of Realign with the Divine, Jacqueline Lauren. How are you? I'm doing great this morning. How are you, Michael? I am great. I am great. Uh, finally good to connect with you. We met at the New Media Summit earlier in 2019 and with our respective schedules, um, here we are several months later, almost, you know, I want to say a year later, but it, it, it feels like it. It's such a long time ago that we that we saw each other and we both were talking in the pre-show of how amazingly crazy this year has been. Well, I can't believe another new media summit has already happened. So it has been definitely a little too long, but I thought it was so neat that we ended up at that table at lunch together and the whole table was all energy people, all like psychic abilities. It was a very intuitive table we were sitting at, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And it was just a situation where like, okay, I'm going to go sit over there. You know, you did because in these types of events, uh, even though that was my third time attending uh, the conference, uh, it's still a ton of new people. So I, I, I make it a point to sit at different tables um, whenever I can, because uh, when you do that, you get to meet people um, and you never know who you're going to come across and, and what you know, they're going to be able to, to do you know, for, for either yourself or for them or the people they serve. So I always take it opportunity to make sure to switch things up when I go to conferences. So yeah, that, that table was extremely dynamic and I, and I enjoyed our conversations and, and I'm looking forward to today's chat as well. Me too. So one of the things we talked about um, in the pre-show, um, you know, of course, you know, my show, we talk about burnout a lot and how sometimes burnout and stress and life circumstances get, get you into the point where you have to make some changes in your life and, and pivot from a direction. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your backstory and, you know, some of the things that you've encountered um, that, that helped you get to where you are today and, and the awesome work that you're doing. Well, a few years ago, I was living in Philadelphia in a row home in uh, what was called South Philly. And Everything had been great for a really long time. I had been there for about eight years. And in the beginning of that eighth year, I ended up having a, a new neighbor move in. And I went to talk to him about a few things that were going on that were concerns. And after that initial conversation, um, a lot of problems started to happen between us and things escalated very quickly. And all of a sudden, I didn't really feel comfortable in my home anymore because I had made a complaint to this person. So at the time I was running a business from my home, a graphic design business where I did branding and uh, other than doing work, I really didn't want to be in the house anymore. And it got to the point where even going to and from my car was starting to feel very threatening. So I knew that it was time to get out of that area. I was driving out of the city very frequently, three, four, five times a week to go and hike at different places. And I knew that nature was something that really was becoming very necessary in my world. And I didn't have enough access to that. So 
Eventually, I was able to put the house up for sale. I was also able to get that neighbor out of the house. Uh, I had come to find out that he had been evicted and had been uh, remaining in the house. So he should have been long gone, and it's no wonder I was having problems with him. But basically, it started to feel like I had manifested a problem to get me out of an area that was no longer serving me or my life. And it just wasn't feeding me what I really needed, which was the energy of nature. So I eventually uh, moved to a beach town where I spent about eight months uh, during the winter there. And I was able to have a house that was right on the bay in New Jersey at the Jersey Shore. And from there, I started what was a very long and slow healing process from the toxicity of that situation that had really, really stressed me out. It had gotten to the point where I was hardly sleeping. I was just a nervous wreck, basically. Yeah, it's. I hear so many stories like that, and you know, obviously, I'm not going to diagnose and say you had post-traumatic stress syndrome, but. You may have. Oh, um, I do have. I will say that was my diagnosis. <laughs> okay. Well, that's. Uh, I. I won't charge you for the uh, unofficial diagnosis. That's for sure. But. But you know, it's when we're in the middle of something like that, whether it's a toxic relationship or a toxic environment, it takes a toll on you, and it's. It's not like a ton of bricks hitting you at once. It's like a rock hitting you upside the head periodically and maybe in other parts. And sometimes it might be a heavier rock that hits you in the shoulder or in the leg or in the knee. And it just starts building up over time to the point where you are just completely a mess. And thankfully you had, you know, the internal insight to recognize, okay, I need to do something. And, and I love how you mentioned you know, getting back to nature uh, because that's something that I, my own personal journey, you know, when I was younger, you know, going to, you know, the ocean or a lake or anything like that didn't really mean much to me. But now it's one of those things where, uh, you know, whenever I get a chance to, I do, you know, where I live in Toronto, it's not far from, Lake Ontario, and I can, in the condo that I'm in, I can actually see, and it's off in the distance, but I can see um, Lake Ontario. Um, it, you know, it's several miles away, but you know, I can see it. So it's one of those things where I can look out and go there. And then if, obviously when I'm downtown, I, you know, I can get closer to the water as well. But it's one of those things when I do, I just go there and I be, you know, I don't, I'm not looking at my phone. You know, I'm not listening to music or anything like that. I'm just taking it in, just watching, watching the water ripple. You know, there might be a duck that you know is you know kind of scooting by or birds flying around. But it's one of those things where I, I find when you do that, it 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 returns you to your center and it helps kind of minimize all of the external noise and things that we face on a daily basis. And when you have an opportunity to do that, it it allows your body and your and yourself to start to repair the damages that have been done. Um, again, like in your situation, in that toxic environment, or in my situation, you know, 
you know, the toxic situation I had before my burnout and stress, my 369 days and all the other fun stuff. Uh, but it, it helps me. And I, and even though, you know, right now, even though this year has been absolutely zany, you know, it's been a great year, but I still make it a point to go, you know, go get into nature as, as much as I can and escape the cubicle, escape the desk, escape the, the living room, escape the coffee shop, just go somewhere where there's no, where there's no Wi-Fi or technology or anything like that. And just, you know, take it all in. Exactly. It's really gotten to the point where I don't want to take my phone with me. I don't want, I don't want to be reachable. This idea that we're constantly in contact with one another becomes overwhelming. So I really took that eight months and it was very interesting being in a place that was so desolate for the winter. And if I wanted no people around, that's exactly what I got. So I was almost in this, this beautiful natural environment where there was the ocean and getting to explore that whole area just on my own, um, doing what I needed to every day. But until I got there, I really didn't even know how out of alignment I had gotten myself. So at the end of that eight months, I, I thought, well, the next thing I'd really like to experience after city living is I would love to live on a farm. So I hit Craigslist of all places and was able to find a beautiful farm in an area of Pennsylvania that I had had a client for many, many years, but I had never considered living there. And I drove out there one day after I had been in the office and I just had a full body response of chills while I was driving because the land was so beautiful. Who knew that this area existed in a town that I had been in so many times? If I drove 10 minutes further, it turned into farmland where everyone had horse farms. And I found this farm with a 1700s carriage house. And from there, I would also have access to 14 acres that it was on. And I didn't even need to see the inside of the place. I just knew that I was supposed to be living there. And as soon as I moved in there, that's when a huge expansion happened. It was one of the first places that, since my childhood home where I really just felt safe. To be in an area where people weren't locking their doors, leaving their car keys in the car, like that was just something I had never experienced before. <laughs> no, that's great. And you know, I remember as a child, uh, my aunt and uncle uh, had a farm. And, you know, they had cows and chickens and, and pigs and all that kind of stuff. And um, I had the innate ability to be able to find cow pies with my shoes without any, you know, any trouble at all. So I remember every trip going home from visiting my aunt and uncle, you know, meant that I didn't have my shoes on because my dad would put them in the trunk. And, you know, they would at, my parents would ask me, do you look where you walk? I'm like, yeah. You know, but I, I have this, you know, ability to be able to find a huge cow pie and, and, you know, thankfully I, I grew out of that habit, but uh, it's just, I remember those, those memories of going into a very old barn and, and climbing up, you know, into the rafters with it and, and looking at different things and, you know, 
a lot of people, you know, go to state fairs and, and things like that, where they, you know, they bring in a lot of animals, but, you know, I got, I got to do that a lot growing up because there was just something about, you know, all the property that they had and, you know, you're out playing and doing whatever, playing baseball or playing catch or, you know, riding on snowmobiles in the winter or whatever the case may be. And it was always a, you know, situation where, you know, thinking back on that time, it was such a diverse visit compared to, you know, going to see my other, you know, friends and cousins that lived, you know, in larger metropolitan areas, which we had fun, we did things, but um, the actually going in the nature and walking along a ravine and just, you know, just being and talking and enjoying that time, it's, Again, something if if people don't do that, I highly recommend it. And obviously, you took advantage of it, and you said, "I'm I'm going to move there and and live in that environment for a bit." And from here, I've been able to make some much larger changes to to my life, my belief system, my relationships, and my work. So it's been a I've been here three years now, and I've really enjoyed every moment of it. Well, I think one of the things too, you know, living, you know, in a, you know, a farmhouse or, you know, home on a farm, especially with technology and, and everything that we have going on in the world where you can have instant connectivity and, you know, pretty much order anything, you can buy houses and go see the doctor from your smartphone. I mean, it's, it, these things are amazing to use, but there's, you have, the ability to be able to go, you know what? No, I'm going to escape, but I don't have to escape. It's in my home already. Your home is set up for you to be able to escape because we always hear people say, okay, you know, I need a vacation. And, and you see a lot of things on the internet. It's like you design your life so you don't need a vacation. You want to take a vacation, but exactly. you want to design your life where you don't need one. Well, if you think about the word vacation, it has the word vacate in it. And why would I want to be creating a life that I need to vacate from? Why am I not creating a life that I just want to be present for? Yeah, that's crucial because if you can design your life that way, and here's a spoiler alert to everybody that's listening, you can because it's your life. You can design your life however you want it to be. If your life isn't the way you want it, change it. You yeah. can do that. You have permission to do that. For some reason, people delegate that permission. And I'm not sure why. I think what, what people need to start doing is noticing what they like and building on that. So if I was identifying back in Philadelphia that what I liked was nature, as soon as I brought that element into my life, everything started to improve. There was a new building block that I had. If that part of me was being fulfilled by being able to go out in nature and really soak up the energy out there, then everything could grow. And I had a different foundation to build from. So when you encounter people that you sense are disconnected from their life, you know, they're not in the present and they're you know, working in their hours so they can take that vacation, which never really you know, recoups them from, you know, the damage that they're doing in their day-to-day -day lives. You know, what are some things you tell them to start focusing on so they can get some, what we like to call quick wins, just some, you know, small tweaks that can help them turn the tide a little bit. You know, I, I, obviously we can't tell everybody to 
you know, leave the city and go to a farm. Although um, yeah. uh, that that actually may not be a bad idea. Come <laughs> with all the discussions we have in the world today, that may not be a bad idea to you know get back to, you know, working with our hands and and taking care of uh, our food sources and everything else. But what what are some tips that you help people with? I think that I would ask people what are you doing for yourself each day that brings you some element of joy? And I would wait to see what their answer is. And then I would start asking some more questions as to other things that make them feel good. And how can we be bringing things that make us feel good that are also good for us? Cause you know, there's a lot of good things that aren't necessarily good for us that we can do. <laughs> So differentiating between the, th between the two, uh, is this helping me to heal? Is this helping me to move into a place that makes me feel very good? Or is this just something that's a distraction from the life that I'm living in? So I don't know, for me, some of those things would be uh, cooking a meal for myself. I take a lot of joy in in the cutting of vegetables and the preparation of things and making something look that looks beautiful and restaurant worthy at home. So slowing down, creating beauty in your life each day, even straightening up something as simple as like making your bed. I'm a person that really appreciates a freshly made bed and getting into that at night. And I got out of the habit of that for a very long time. It's very simple, but to me, that just feels like I'm taking care of my future self in some way. No, I love those tips. I'm, I'm quite similar on that where I make the bed every morning and I've done that throughout my life. And, and I don't recall my parents ever really saying that they may have, I should ask them that, you know, did you ever tell it? Cause I always did. Yeah. My, bro my brother didn't, but uh, you know, I did. Uh, and it's just, there's something about that. And you know, I agree with you, you know, tidying things up, just, you know, straighten things up, even if it's, you know, aligning things on a cabinet or and some people may say, okay, wait a minute, that's, you know, OCD. It's like, no, it's just, it's, it's, it's making it more visually pleasant because if things are in the order that you like them in, then when you see them, you're not going to subconsciously think, okay, I got to straighten that up because it just adds to the number of things that you have to do. And, and again, designing your life where things are easier for yourself, um, as simple as, you know, tidying things up um, and, you know, cooking your own meal. And one of the things that I like telling people too is, there's something healing about preparing your own food. Um, and it's for me, you know, you know, cutting up vegetables and preparing food and all of that and getting dinner ready and all of that usually can be, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, as long as you have all the ingredients together and you have a idea of what you're going to make. Now, a lot of people say, well, I don't have time to cook my own meal, but they'll open up their phone and they'll launch Uber eats and they'll order food, to be delivered, which will be in 30 to 45 minutes, you'll actually have prepared food with ingredients that you can put in. It's going to be healthier for you and you're going to be done eating likely before your food gets there in the first place. So uh, it's not an excuse of, I don't have enough time to do it. It's like, yeah, you do. Um, 
you're, you're sitting there on your phone while you're waiting for the delivery guy to bring you food, you could be making your meal and um, eat something that is uh, fulfilling and nourishing and save you a ton of money too, quite frankly. Those are all accurate things. I, I moved to an area where no one will deliver food to me, so I don't really have a choice because I'm so far out at this point. So that really was a change. Um, one of the benefits of living in an area like this is the access to really high quality nourishing food because there's so many farms nearby. So the ability to get fresh items I, I hadn't even thought of that when I moved out here, but now it's like I pretty much do all of my shopping at a farmer's market for probably less than the cost of what it would be at a regular grocery store. Or to be able to grow your own. I had never really had a vegetable garden. Um, I'm still learning, but I, I didn't grow up with, that, with access to that in the suburbs where I had grown up. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I love supporting uh, farmers markets, um, especially in, in rural communities that you, you know, the farmers, uh, you can actually, you know, go to their places and buy the food there as well, but you see them and you know, that it's, you know, it's supporting, you know, local business. And again, I think that's again, one of those things where you can really give back to communities and you have stronger communities when you, when you support, you know, local, you know, businesses, you know, I, I even, you know, living and working in, in Toronto, which is, you know, a, a population combined in the greater Toronto area is over 7 million people. It's a busy city. There's a lot of things here, but I do whenever I can, you know, support local businesses, whether it's a locally owned restaurant or store or anything like that. I choose to do that over the chain establishments as much as I can, because I know that it's a direct benefit to the owners of that organization. I'm not saying that a franchise, you know, of a, a restaurant isn't getting benefit because it's providing jobs and all of that kind of stuff. But I, I do enjoy uh, working with, with local business owners on uh, things because it, it helps them meet their dreams and, and desires and, and support their family. And, you know, they hire people too. So it's, it's a wonderful thing that you can, you know, take advantage of that. Yeah, I very much agree. I've loved our conversation today. Where can people find out more about you and the awesome stuff that you're doing? They can visit realignwiththedivine.com for the podcast. Uh, there's also a bit of writing on that site. And my graphic design and branding website is jacquelinelauren.com. It's J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E-L-A-U-R-E-N.com. And I'll definitely have that information in the show notes. Thank you. Great, great to connect with you again. Um, I'm thrilled that I had the opportunity to meet you down in Tampa all those months ago. And I'm sure we'll run into each other again and we'll definitely keep in touch um, with the work that we're doing. Great talking to you today, Michael. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst-case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. 
Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.